In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Christ is in our midst. This theme of humility that we have presented in today's gospel should be very familiar with, with all of us. Um, we should be familiar with it. When I was in catechism, um, I was asked a, a question, and it was, what was the greatest virtue of Christianity? And I don't, I don't know if this is in any manual or anything, but uh, of course, I answered as, as many people would answer, and they say, of course, it's love, right? You know, that's what Paul says the ultimate of all things is. But at the time, the catechist said, no, it's, it's humility. It's humility because without humility, you can't have love. Without humility, um, none of the other virtues can be obtained. So that's the culture of the Orthodox world, to emphasize humility. In the way we move our bodies, in the way we pray, the repeated Lord have mercies, and these sort of things. But whenever you have a dominant cultural message, you also have the potential for that message to be falsified in a way or for certain actions to become rituals or certain actions to become ways of proclaiming humility that actually have nothing to do with being humble. There's that old joke about the two monks who are um, trying to greet each other and, and they bow before each other as typical for monks when they greet each other and they say, forgive me a sinner and the other one says, no, I'm a worse sinner than you. And then the other one goes, no, forgive me, I'm worse. This, of course, is not humility, and so it behooves us as people who live in a culture that emphasizes humility to actually know what it is. And so, something to hinge your mind on, humility is seeing reality for what it is. It is accepting reality for what it is. Now, I'll give you what it's not to help you understand that. So most of us go through our days and we have an idea of how things are supposed to go, how things are supposed to be, and if you're like me and you've been given a, just a touch of perfectionism, Things don't go the way they're supposed to, and people aren't the way they're supposed to be. And I have a little person who sits upon a throne in my mind, and it is in Jesus. I, I have a little person who sits on the throne of my heart, and he tells me how people are supposed to be, how politics are supposed to be, how the world how myself is supposed to be. And sometimes he tells me I'm great, that I'm doing amazing. And he says, keep it up. You're doing so much better than these fools over here. In my mind, in my heart. Other times he says, you know what, you're just the worst. 
You are a terrible person, a total fraud. Again, the person in my mind and my heart is not Jesus speaking. It is my own person. It's my own preferences, my own opinion. The reason why I'm the worst, the reason why I'm the best, well, the point is it's all about me. The reason why I need the world to change is it's all about me. Politics needs to get better. The church needs to get better. Each one of you need to get better for me, to make it better for me. And the mind and the heart don't know any better. They're very proud. They're very proud. And we're not meant to have ourselves enthroned in our mind or in our heart. We're meant to, by the grace of God, to lay aside our desires for life, how we want things to be, how we want to control and how it should be, or how the past should be, or whatever it is, we're called to lay that aside and accept reality as it is, but even further to be guided by the grace of God so that it's no longer myself enthroned determining what is good and what is bad and how things should be, but rather it is looking with curiosity to say, Lord, how should this be? How should I respond to this? So humility involves dethroning ourselves, taking, out of our, taking ourselves out of the position of judge. And remember, this judge in today's gospel shows that he's judging everyone else and he exalts himself above the sinner, the publican. But in orthodoxy, the judge gets twisted one other way, and that is where we judge ourselves lower than anyone else. Not in a healthy way, but in an unhealthy way. It's easy to acknowledge we're sinners and to have a sense of contrition about our sins. It's different to exalt our opinion that we should be like St. Sarah from Sarov and to spend all of our time condemning ourselves because we're not as spiritually astute as St. John Maximovich. That's pride. That's not humility. Who said we're supposed to be like the great saints? Isn't it enough just to be where we are right now? So today's gospel, we have this example. We have the Pharisee who goes up, he condemns people because he's proud. And he does this while he pray prays. It's all about him. Even in one of the, the translations, it says he prayed to himself. And, of course, he thanks God for it because, you know, we got to throw God a bone once in a while, especially when we do great things and say, thank you, God, you know. Thank you, I'm so good, you know. Uh, I've thought of this at, at many of the times when people are up on stage at the Grammys or something. It's like their entire lifestyle has nothing to do with God, but thank you, God, for giving me this gift to sing this disgusting song. <laughs> You know, thank you so much for this talent. I'm using it wisely. So we play lip service to God. He thanks God. And while doing, he judged the brother, his, um, this publican. Now, the Pharisee's delusional. 
just flat out. The reason why you don't want to be full of pride is because pride is delusional. You'll be in delusion. You'll think something about yourself that's not true. You'll think something about others that's not true. And you're going to think most likely about God, something that's not true. And if you've ever encountered delusional people this way, people who are full of themselves, you know it's kind of not the greatest thing. It's a little bit of a, oh, goodness, you know, this person talks a lot about themselves. They really think they're something. We don't want to be delusional. The publican, he comes, he bows down, and he says he's not willing to raise his eyes up to heaven. He beats his breast. He asks for forgiveness. He's not doing this merely as a show of humility. You see, because the publican is actually a sinner. He extorts people. He is the tax collector who works with the Roman government, um, which means he's an outcast within his own society to some extent. And deep down within his heart, he feels convicted of the truth of his sinfulness, of his brokenness. And so when he speaks those words, forgive me and have mercy on me, a sinner, the only thing he's doing is telling the truth. He's telling the truth of deep down what he feels, but he's also telling the truth of the reality of him. He actually is a sinner. He actually is as bad as he, feel he uh, feels he is. And so some, like Elder Sophroni, will say that one of the places where we can experience humility is in the sacrament of confession. Because it's in the sacrament of confession that we can tell the truths about ourselves. Yes, the multiple truths. Um, but we can tell, speak the truth that there is a deep darkness that lies within each, each of us. The publican is not delusional. He's in touch with the reality of himself. He is in touch with the reality of his place in the world. And he has the appropriate response as he stands before God. And it says that he went away justified because of this. So our challenge as Christians is number one, to dethrone ourselves from our head and our heart. To begin to think about how we live our lives and whether we entirely live a self-centered and self-focused life that is about what I want and what I can accomplish and how things should be and how the world should be and how God should be and to give up on that and to begin to ask for humility so that we can accept things as they are and accepting does not mean simply giving in to the world or going along with it. You can be rebellious against the world while at the same time accepting that sinners are sinners. But accepting that reality and then with all sincerity of heart asking God to convict us so that when we face him we can see reality of ourselves. The reality of the world and of course the reality of God's mercy as he heals and justifies us. So with today's parable, may our Lord help us accomplish this and may he help us put him in the throne of our hearts and our minds and in our lives at the center so that we can do his will in the name of the Father, 
the Son and the Holy Spirit, Christ is in our midst.